wow, wow, wow. It is something a little different, like we said, a little bit different, a little different. Um, it is Keeks Any the other half of Sweet Film Talk, giving you the nice rundown. A um, little different today because uh, I am on my way to Las Vegas to see Andrew Callahan from uh, uh, Channel 5 or All Gas No Breaks, the goofy, tall, skinny, the tall dude with the curly hair and the big suit who interviews people. Um, he's doing like a Q&A and stuff, so but I have already met him actually. So like this, all right, we already saw him. Me and my buddy came out here. Um, we, I found a, uh, one bedroom King, like room in Caesar's palace. That was like pretty cheap when I bought it and we got here and it is like, it is a suite and we paid like $83 to stay here for the night. So, uh, it's a nice little treat. Nice little treat. Um, that's basically what's happening with me this weekend. This past week I had the biggest shoot of my life, which um, very stressful, very, very stressful, but I got it done. It looked good from what I saw. We actually ended up hiring out the practical effects guy from Hereditary and Midsommar to make a Yeti suit for this commercial. So um, he's actually going to come up on, on the pod in a couple of weeks. Chris Hansen, he's worked in Hollywood and VFX for 30 years and insane work. He's going to talk all about it. Um, oh, that was a little burp. That's nice for everyone listening. So, I mean, like, we're very stoked to be able to, like, get him on the pod, talk with him. We're going to take a look at his studio. And so that's going to be out uh, Memorial Day. I'm pretty sure that's when that take's going to come out. So very excited. Um, The hotel room is great here. There's one bed, though. So uh, I slept on the couch, but the couch was basically a bed. It was so big. And, um, yeah, we're going to be doing the same thing. It's just going to be a little different because it's our innies talking today. And favorite things that we watched fave things uh, or fave trailer and then we're going to review moon knight and severance um kind of multiple personality shows so we figured this was appropriate okay this is tc's any speaking right now um this might be our most creative take in a long time uh keeks is of course traveling to las vegas uh, the reception is terrible. This is like our only time to record. So I'm sure he's already talked about this in the intro. So I am recording separate while Keeks is also recording separate and he's going to splice it all together. But anyways, we're jumping right into it and I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a good week. I watched some, I watched one interesting thing that is honestly my favorite thing that I watched that I'm excited to talk about because it was so random it was out of the blue but i'm grateful i watched it because i feel like it has been a long time coming so without further ado uh let's get into it the rundown is uh yeah we're gonna go into fave thing we watched fave trailer moon knight review and severance review this is so different not having keeks to talk to but uh that's how we're doing it today we are severing each other and I'm going separate uh, from Geeks. Um, fave thing that I watched this week. Me and Becky had started watching all of the Resident Evil movies. And the only one that we had not watched yet was Resident Evil, the final chapter. So we watched Resident Evil, the final chapter. Weirdly, the best and also the worst one of the entire thing. Uh, the whole plot of it essentially retcons all of the other movies. So uh, the AI talks about how she's not allowed to attack anyone from um, 
Umbrella Corp, but she's also like designed to basically help humanity uh, thrive. And she was notified that they were going to take out all of humanity 10 minutes before the first movie started, but she didn't do anything. Um, so I don't know. I guess maybe she thought, oh, man, zombie apocalypse virus, maybe it won't be that bad. Uh, maybe it'll work out not as bad as we thought. No, wrong. Very bad. Very, very bad. Um, very bad movies. But, I mean, at the same time, like, they're fairly enjoyable. Especially this last one, like, looks the best of all of them. Has the best special effects. So, like, if, you know, you want to give it a shot and watch six movies from a subpar franchise, the first, like, four or five are on HBO Max. And then um, the final chapter, you have to buy on Google, like like on Amazon or whatever. And then the new one, Welcome to Raccoon City, I'm also pretty sure you have to buy. I saw that last year in theaters, but for Becky's sake, I was like, oh, maybe let's try it. You know, maybe let's watch it together. So my fave thing that I watched, as I just talked about, finally did it. And that is <laughs> Fan Four Stick. Or... The Fantastic Four from 2015, and you know I gotta I gotta give Multiverse of Madness some uh, hats off to them and the movie because this totally inspired me to watch it and just all like the Instagram post about Reed Richards and um, spoiler it's been out for a while John Krasinski showing up as that cameo so I wanted to watch Fantastic Four. Never seen the Fantastic Four movie, and I know there's three total, but I watched the 2015 Fantastic Four uh, starring Miles Taylor, Michael B. Jordan, um, and let me get the other, let me get the director here, because I need to know who directed this movie. I totally forgot who it was, but uh, it's on Disney+, Plus, and it was literally a buck and a half watch, super quick. Um, this movie is not... Okay, it's bad. It's not. It's bad. It's bad. But it's like kind of like somewhat enjoyable bad. But Josh Trank directed it as well as Stephen E. Rifkin. And uh, on that note, Jamie Bell is exactly, looks exactly like Tom Holland. So if we need another multiverse movie, another Tom Holland, just, just cast Jamie Bell because it is a splitting image. And then Kate Mara as Sue Storm uh, Jamie Bell plays uh, Ben Grimm, the thing, the thing, and yeah, Fantastic Four. It's just not good. It is so rushed. This movie uh, has no stakes. The third act is so anticlimactic, and the fight with Doctor Doom at the end is so quick. You blink and you're like, "Oh, they won." <laughs> They're like the lead up is so. Yeah, there's like no suspense. There's just no stakes, it felt like. Uh, I thought Dr. Doom looked kind of cool, though. Uh, however, he's like a huge villain, very powerful, and he gets defeated very, very quick in this movie, which is a terrible letdown. I actually didn't mind the first act of this movie. I thought it was kind of interesting with Reed Richards and the backstory and the friendship that he creates with Jamie Bell, um, with Ben Grimm. So I like that, but man, this... Uh, this movie very quickly went downhill. I'm going to give Fan Four Stick. I'm probably going to give it a 
Mm, D plus, yeah, D plus spoiled. But I want to say sour because I actually kind of had some fun with it because it was like I didn't feel offended of how bad it was. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like you have such potential to be good. You have such good actors and a good cast and it's just bad. So anyways, I'm grateful I watched Fantastic Four. I think I'm going to watch the other two, Rise, uh, Rise. Um, yeah, it's called Rise. Yeah, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yep. And the other Fantastic Four. You know what's wild is these movies came out, Rise of the Silver Surfer came out in 2007. The first Fantastic Four came out in 2005. And one of the greatest superhero movies, along with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, in the early 2000s, is X-Men. X2, excuse me. X-Men United. That came out in 2003. That movie is ahead of its time for coming out in 2003. Arguably one of the best superhero movies is X2, X-Men United. Really good. Anyways. Uh, okay, so that was my favorite thing that I watched. Even though I made of a D-plus spoiled, it was still my favorite thing. And I rewatched um, Catch Me If You Can uh, just last night. So Saturday night, watched that with um, Kennedy and her brother and her cousin. So that was an absolute blast. Shout out to Hayden Shipman. 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 Love that guy. Thank you for listening, and great having you over. Glad we can watch that movie, um, Interstellar. That is, that is his favorite movie, and Hayden, Interstellar is a blast. So catch me if you can. Realistically, it was probably my favorite thing that I watched, but we're going with Fantastic Four. Okay, I am really, really blabbering on about Fantastic Four. Moving on to favorite trailer. And that brings me to the next trailer, my favorite trailer of the week is the new Resident Evil series from Netflix. I really like torturing myself with bad things, but I also really like horror movies. And I've talked, I've talked with some friends before, and I'll say it like this, and I'll say it a million times: the worst horror movie is still more of a fun time than like most very good dramas. You know what I mean? Like. You're gonna get some camp. You're gonna get some blood. You're probably you're probably gonna get some violence. You're gonna get some scares. You know, you're gonna get some fear induced into you. But uh, it's gonna feel like a like an amusement park. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of a good time. Um, so Resident Evil. I don't know. Like it's like welcome back to Raccoon City. So this family's going back to Raccoon City, I guess. And what I always love is when you look at these movies and 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 when you look at Raccoon City itself, the fact that anyone would look at this city and be like, oh, no, that's a good place to live. But then again, you know, I mean, like, eh, everyone's everyone's uh, financial situation is a little bit different. Heck, I think if some of us saw, hey, Raccoon City, four-bedroom house, three-and-a-half bath, $250,000, um, most of us would move there. I'm pretty sure most of us would move there in a heartbeat because, what you know, what's more appealing to us than a cheap real estate? And maybe you get turned into a zombie, but hey, you've got 20 years of living a pretty decent life, very nice life out in Raccoon City before, you know, like the apocalypse breaks out. I think a lot of us would consider it. I'm definitely considering it now, even as a homeowner. Uh, maybe they got some nice amenities and maybe, you know, maybe I get old job at Umbrella and that way I don't, I don't have to deal with the, with the outbreak. Or at least they prolong my days a little bit longer than everyone else. So uh, those are those are my fave things that I watched. 
my fave trailer as well. TC, uh, we are separated, so I don't exactly know what you're talking about, but I'm going to enjoy your Moon, right, your moon Knight review because um, hopefully I enjoy it more than I enjoyed Moon Knight. That was uh, Don't Worry Darling. This stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, and directed by Olivia Wilde. This looks kind of... Um, not kind of, but this looks good. This looks like a fun thriller, a good mystery of this. I, I don't know the, the synopsis of this movie says like it's a utopia that is created like a community and seems like there's some secrets going on. Anyways, Florence Pugh is killing it. Uh, I believe she'll probably be nominated for an Oscar after her performance for this. I'm just, that's a, that's a hot take just from the trailer alone. So, uh, this looks good. This looks good. So. That is my fave trailer that I watched over the week. And uh, we're going to go into Moon Knight review. The Moon Knight review. I I wish I enjoyed it more. Um, how do I, I... I feel like it just wasn't for me, unfortunately. Moon Knight, the first episode was intriguing. Um, even the second episode, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. But then it just, I don't know what it was. It just, it could never hook me. Some of the VFX were just, they were kind of rough. And I've come to the conclusion, I'm not going to say that I hate to say it. I'm not going to say that I hate to say it. But these Marvel TV shows, Marvel works great as a movie because I can go in two, two and a half hours max and I'm out. These TV shows where it's like five hours of investing my time into a character that, I mean, quite frankly, I don't super care about. Uh, kind of jarring, you know? It's, 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 it's kind of a rough time. And that's how I felt with this is a little bit of, okay, let's just get to the next episode. Let's finish it. I'm not going to say that it's a bad show, but I'm not going to say it's a great show either. I'd say it's probably like a C, C plus, maybe more of a sour. I definitely enjoyed a lot of the the fight scenes, but at the same time, there's just, there's something missing from these shows. You've got millions of dollars going into them, and you can't get an awesome action set piece. Some of the character design was, um, it looked good, but there was too much VFX involved that didn't look that great, so the Moon Knight suit was a little jarring, and uh, it's kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer that, um, these shows, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're, you know, people I'm sure are watching it, but I don't feel like it's hitting for me like the movies do. You know, we talked about Doctor Strange too in the Multiverse of Madness last week, and a movie we both really enjoyed. And I think that's because if it would have been a TV show, it would have just felt so dragged out. Um, and for Moon Knight, maybe it does need to be a TV show. Like, maybe there's more to the lore that I'm not super sure about, and it was better that it makes it into a TV show. And I think we've talked about it on the pod before, but to a degree, some of these shows just feel like they're prolonged out to be prolonged out. Like, there's no there's no point to them being as long as they are. And it's a, it's a big thing in Mirny series now, is like, they're just three episodes too long. Like, we watched The Outsider maybe two years ago um, with Ben, what is it, Ben Mendelsohn? Is that his name? Something like that. The guy that plays one of the scrolls in uh, Captain Marvel. Very talented guy, but that series, it just felt like it went on like two or three episodes too long. 
And then you get something like uh, Fleabag, that's six episode seasons, 20 minute episodes, and are absolutely phenomenal episodes. And it works very well, and it's very short, very concise, and won tons of Emmys. Um, and then you get kind of long ones, too. I don't know. You get longer stuff that works very well. The Sopranos is very long. Uh, Breaking Bad. But they're all, like, kind of concise. They know how long they are. So I'm curious to see if these Marvel shows can um, get into the groove, I guess. Because it feels like the TV show so far, at least for me, I don't know if it's totally doing it for me. I'm going to give it, I think I said C plus Sour. I think I'm going to stick with that just because I think a lot of people are still enjoying it. And uh, who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, if you're if you're if you're interested in it, go watch it. But I don't think it's cl- I don't know if it's getting people necessarily clamoring to come back to watch um, huh, to watch Moon Knight. Okay, so I don't know about everybody else here, but my any TC, I'm feeling a little bit fatigued of these Marvel shows. I liked WandaVision. I also liked Loki. Hawkeye was okay. Um, but other than that, I just feel like they're all fine. I feel like they're all fine. Besides Loki, I'd really like the end of Loki and what it was setting up with Kang. I did enjoy that. That Loki was pretty cool and fascinating. But everything else I liked, but I'm just still I'm starting to be like, man, where are we going with this? So Moon Knight. Very interesting first episode. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and then, I'm going to be honest, I just, I got like ep- behind by three episodes. And that was telling. If there's a show that I'm really interested in and I'm really into, I am going to be there every week. Now, like I am with Better Call Saul, I'm all caught up. Like I'm looking forward to Monday nights now because Better Call Saul, that's when it drops. That's when those episodes drop. So, Looking forward to those, but Moon Knight just got like three episodes behind, and I didn't feel like that urgency to finish it, so I finally finished it, but I don't know, that that was a good indicator of how I felt about Moon Knight. Um, Was interesting, I thought, um, I don't know, I just, I thought it was fine. Overall, I will say that Oscar Isaac as Steven slash Mark as Moon Knight was very good. I think Oscar Isaac, man, he he hits. He's been doing great. There's a not there's not a lot of movies that he's in that I strongly that I dislike. A lot of the work that he's doing, I like. So Moon Knight, I was very impressed with Oscar Isaac. I liked Layla as well and her and her relationship with Mark and and how Mark was just battling his inner self with Steven. I thought that was a very interesting take. Haro was an, an interesting villain, so yeah, I thought the I thought the second to last episode that like right now is a nine point on IMDb. Um, I thought that was a fine episode, but overall, I think I'm gonna give Moon Knight a B minus. I still think it's sweet because I think it introduces a new, fun, interesting character, and I found that to be interesting. So that's my take. It just some of the CG, man, that hippo did not did not look good there at the fifth episode. But uh, yeah, Moon Knight, kind of forgettable. If if we're yeah, kind of forgettable. But Oscar Isaac was not forgettable. I thought his performance was fantastic. So that's my take on Moon Knight. And um, yeah, I would say it's 
Loki's better than Moon Knight, WandaVision's better than Moon Knight, and Hawkeye's better than Moon Knight. I'd say it's right there with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And um, what else am I missing? Is that it? Probably it. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I think it's a little bit behind Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think I'd rather watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier over Moon Knight. I'm saying that now. Maybe I'll change that in a week from now. But uh, yeah, there you go. However... We are now going to, I'm now going to talk we, uh, me, my any, uh, gosh, <laughs> this, you know, I think this worked really well in concept. I'm actually very, I, I'm excited to see how this turns out, um, is, a uh, severance Apple TV plus you just heard me, uh, get done talking about how I felt like moon Knight was maybe a little bit too long and, uh, maybe not necessarily leaving me wanting more from Moon Knight. Severance, incredible TV show. Start to finish, this has some of the snappiest, best direction that I've seen. The cinematography is great, and the editing, how it works in some of these sequences, especially in, like, I think it's, like, episode two or three, there's a character named Petey who's able to get out of the severance program. And how severance works is it's a procedure that these people get done to separate their work selves from their personal lives selves. So neither one of them know what each one is doing. So, for example, um, Mark Scout, who's played by Adam Scott, when he's on the outside and people ask him what he does for work, he's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I do for work. But I just know that – and he kind of has – I think they're given like – specific talking points to tell people what they do for work and then when he's on the inside he has no idea if he has a family none of these people know if he has a family John Turturro is in it I'm gonna pull up the cast list because the cast is just absolutely uh, it's an incredible cast um, you've got Adam Scott who's Mark Scout You've got Zach Cherry, who plays Dylan, who is, like, obsessed with getting these perks. You've got Brick, Britt Lower, who's Heli Riggs, who's a new employee who replaces Petey, who tries to escape his severed self. And then um, you've got John Turturro, who plays Irving, his little friend. And then there's a few other people in it. Christopher Walken is in it, and he's great in it. Patricia Arquette is in it, and she's incredible. Like, the whole cast. I really want to hi- highlight Tr- Tramel Tillman. Oh, he plays Seth Milchik, who's the supervisor on the severed floor, and he is absolutely incredible in the show. Just this, the whole show understands how to give this very eerie aesthetic, where it's like, on you know, on the surface, the the space on the surface, he looks calm and ready to go to work. Just kidding. Um, on the surface, it seems like this pretty normal workplace. But there's always this air of uneasiness to it. And I think that comes from brilliant direction from primarily Ben Stiller. He directs one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, six of the nine episodes. So his presence, it's kind of funny how you, you watch a director's films and you can see how their aesthetic carries through. So like if you've seen, for example, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and you come and watch this, there's a lot of like color palettes and there's a lot of snappy direction that is present there that's also present in this show. And um, the show really highlights like this mystery going on is there's more people on this severed floor. So Christopher Walken's character's in another department. And... Adam Scott's group of severed macro data refinement characters are slowly finding out who else is here, 
what else is on the outside and the intrigue that has, you know, like been there, but they've never really acted on. They're just finally starting to act on. And it acts for an incredible like buildup and suspense. There's a lot of really good um, juxtaposition. There's like a funeral scene that's really, really exciting where you think, oh my gosh, like maybe they're going to catch them. Maybe something's going to happen. And Apple TV Plus, I'm, I'm telling y'all, like it is slowly creeping up to be a must subscribe streaming service and i think the reason is is because you know apple's primary endeavors are like technology so you've got their macbook you've got the iphone i'm freaking wearing airpods right now as i record this they have this technology side that does very well it's very popular and so they don't have to invest as much time or money into making their subscription services be like a Netflix, where Netflix's entire business strategy is just creating TV shows. And so I think Apple TV Plus has the luxury to be able to pick and choose and be a lot more selective of their shows. And in turn, in a way, being like an HBO model where they're able to focus on quality over quantity. Like, I feel like one out of three, four HBO shows are full on talk of the week discussion, week by week episodes coming out. And Apple TV Plus, I think they're starting to get there. They've already got Ted Lasso that people love. Severance already is becoming a show that people are really enjoying. They just won an Academy Award for Best Picture with Coda. Whether it deserved it or not, you know, that's that's up to you to decide. But I'm very curious to see how Apple TV Plus grows in popularity, especially as they add more shows. Because they've even got stuff like The Morning Show that people really seem to enjoy. Um, I think for Severance, it being an incredible show for me, gosh, I'm going to do it. It's an A-plus suite. You know, we talked about it last week. I'm a movie simp. I'm just a good things simp. And this is a very good thing that I think everyone is going to enjoy. I'm having a very good time watching it. Had a great time watching it. And um, at this point, I think anyone can go and they can watch it. Um, If you've been curious about it, uh, you know, satisfy that uh, your innie is telling you something. You know, let your Audi take control and go watch Severance. So those are the two shows. Two very... Similar premise shows of like multiple personalities, but one executed much better than the other. My, um, what's it called? My uh, reaction to Moon Knight is a C plus sour, and then Severance is an A plus sweet. And it absolutely builds to incredible crescendos and works so well on so many different levels and congratulations to everyone over like Ben Stiller the entire cast and crew of um Severance it's going to be nominated for tons of Emmys and I'm I hope Adam Scott get one gets one because his when they switch from Audi to Innie you can tell that he like changes subtle things in his mannerisms back to his Innie and then over to his Audi so I'm very excited and then a lot of really fun supporting characters so go check it out Moon Knight if you want, check it out. Not everyone's cup of tea. Go watch Severance. Okay. Um, now this this show, I'm really excited to hear Keeks' thoughts because, as you know, not recording together. He is meshing these together. But Severance, everybody, this is your binge-worthy show that you need to check out because, my gosh, Ben Stiller, his vision of directing... And the way he pieces things together, 
and this is just a great original idea. I know I talked about this on the pod a few takes ago, but a uh, big shout out to my brother-in-law, uh, Cade Schmade. He is the one that recommended this. And yeah, Kennedy and I pumped this out in, an, in, a, in a weekend. Very, very good. Um, Severance, as kind of what we have clued in on this episode, is people are able to sever their minds where their personal life is separate from their work life. And so there's just a lot of mysteries where once they go down this elevator, it triggers their mind to be in the workplace. And then once they go up this elevator, their mind is back to their personal life. So they don't have any remembrance of the happenings at work. And then when, when they're at work, they have no idea who they are, if they have a family, if they, what kind of car they drive, where they live, um, anything like that. While they're at work, they don't know anything about their personal life. So it's very spooky to think about. I would hate that. If I was working, I would want to know about my personal life. And if I was in my personal life, I would want to know what I was doing at work and if I need to do something the next day, even though I always try to keep things, you know, when I'm at home, I like to um, not bring work to home. But, you know, it happens. Sometimes it happens. So, anyways, this is nine episodes. All the episodes are like 40, 45-minute episodes. Um, it really is a slow burn for like maybe the first four episodes, but it starts unfolding and you start turning the pages on the little mysteries and my gosh, the finale, episode nine, is phenomenal. One of the greatest season finales I have ever seen in a show. Um, right now, it is ranked as a 9.8 on IMDb, the finale, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, I was floored watching it. And that's what the show does really well, is you want to watch the next episode. Um, so Severance can't talk more highly about it. Um, as the end of the year wraps up for 2022, this will definitely make my top five favorite TV shows I've ever watched. Um, so yeah, Severance, check it out. Very, very good directing, very good writing, incredible performances, especially by Adam Scott. I think he does. He's the lead and he does a great job. So Severance, right for me, it gets an A plus last sweet. It was one of the best, most original shows I've ever seen. Definitely recommend it. So Apple Plus is on Apple Plus. Check it out um, along with Ted Lasso while, while you're there because that's another great Apple Plus. So, but yeah, Severance, give it a watch. Apple TV Plus and man, and, and there are some like villains in this show that you just despise and it's a little, it's tense too. So anyways, um, from my any, that is what they coin um, those who are working and the work space. And then the Audi is like the personal life. So very interesting to this any Audi take today. I actually have an any belly button. So that is also great. Um, and if you have an Audi, that's fantastic as well. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. But that's a wrap. That is take 183. Uh, please check out Severance. And I will be back on the pod in two weeks. Keeks and I will review Top Gun Maverick. Been hearing good buzz about that. 
And uh, maybe Keeks will see Bob's Burgers. I don't know. I'm going to see Bob's Burgers because I love Bob's Burgers. It's fantastic. Looking forward to the movie. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm actually excited to see Top Gun Maverick. So, And I think that is it. Next take, TC's going to be out of town, but we are reviewing Men, Alex Garland's third film. He made Ex Machina and he made Annihilation. Very excited to go see that. Uh, apparently, reviews are saying people are going to hate it, which means uh, we're probably going to love it. <laughs> that just seems to be the general uh, consensus. So very excited to probably have my wife on. And we'll probably have uh, – I'm saying this on the pod right now. I have not talked to Nick, but Nick Frazier will probably come on because he's uh, joining the horror crew. So – um, without any further ado, it's your boy, the Sweet Keeks. It is my innie. And uh, as always, everyone, stay sweet. That is that. Everybody, stay sweet. Sweet. sweet.